Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Hiya. Episode 16. <laughs> you know what? Last night, Mr. Big was like, oh my God, I can't believe you've done 16 episodes. And I was really? like, yeah. And I was thinking to myself, are you surprised that we've done this <laughs> That we've done this many? But yeah, it's an issue. You know what? That's basically like, it's it's sort of four months, isn't it? So that, that's quite that's quite a good commitment. Yeah. With that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, we're not going anywhere, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but still, it's nice to know that we decided to talk about something that we're passionate about yeah. and actually make something of it. Um, whether yeah, and we give, have it a good, like, give it a good welly, you know? Mm, a good welly. <laughs> I, haven't had, I haven't had that in a very long time. <laughs> I'm like classic for coming out with really odd sayings yeah, that possibly aren't even sayings anymore. Like I'm definitely meant to be 80 years old. Um, she yeah. says while she's knitting. <laughs> oh, whoop, whoop. Knitting. I just actually finished a little session of cross stitch. Oh, how did it go? Um, well, when we stop recording, I will just resume and go back to it. But it's it's going all right. I'm doing the background, blocking out one solid colour. That's hard. It's a dark blue colour. And A, I'm realising places that I've missed or done, <laughs> done it wrong. <laughs> the or, design can be whatever you want it to be. That is true. I started off being like, I'm just going to do this so perfect. It's going to be exactly like, you know, how they've instructed me to do it. And then it got to a point where I was like, fuck it, no one's going to know. <laughs> no one is gonna know yeah but anyway how have you been yeah I've, I've been good i've been good uh, my main thing that i've been doing for the mm. last week is knitting um mm-hmm. i've we're expecting sort of baby number two in the family we call it 009 because um <laughs> that's the number of members in like the immediate family now oh um, so 009 is expected in November and so I'm busy knitting Mm. and I made a bit like a knitting boo-boo where I didn't get very thick yarn which means you have to knit so much more um, to make something substantial. Uh, You just have to have smaller needles which makes it take longer for something to materialize but we're getting there we're getting there Mm -hmm. yeah um stay focused the road is long but yeah and also it's a really enjoyable thing to do in the evenings and stuff like that um but yeah any downtime i'm like get your knit on girl get your knit on (laughs) yeah 
I watch a lot of YouTube while I cross stitch. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I forgot to tell you. Ooh. My passport came. <gasps> How's yeah. the photo? Yeah, it's a good picture. Yeah. I couldn't have, I honestly. I'm not like the best looking person in the world, but for my face, I couldn't have done any better. Do you know what I mean? Like I gave it my best shot. <laughs> I couldn't have done any better. Honestly. Okay. So on the new passport, there's more pictures of your face. So I'm actually really glad that I took the time. I'm, I'm happy for you. Effort. I'm really happy for you. When you, I'm giving you the heads up. Yeah. I need, to, anyone I need to, ch- I need to check my expiry date. Yeah. And I need to really make make sure I have a photograph session. Like, yeah, do because no word of a lie. There's about five of my faces. They're, oh, <laughs> they're dotted yeah. everywhere. Okay. So it's like, you know, the bit where it actually has your face, the details, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's got the normal picture. Then it's got like two on the back. Right. One's in like black and white. One's in color. The smaller the picture is, the better I look, I have to admit. <laughs> but there's like two on the main page and like two at the back of that and something like that. Anyway. Ooh, it's great. You look chic. Yeah. Also, it's a great time to renew the passport because it came, like the whole process was like a week and a half. Because <laughs> nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Okay. All right. Yeah. How, have you, how have you been other than having a fantastic model-esque passport? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been all right. I've been all right. Um, yeah. Indoors. Looking after my plants. Um, not bad. Can't complain too much. You, fun fact. We yeah. have not been able to keep a plant alive in this flat it's tricky it really i i think we don't get good sun Mm, so our main room gets sun at the end of the day so not for that long but you know a lot of house plants don't like direct light because ever since i started actually buying into plants i i know this sounds really bougie i have a britta jug yeah that that's not the bougie part but i only water my plants with britta filtered water that is bougie that is the bougie bit but you learn that some of them are really sensitive to like Mm -hmm. the chlorine and all the other stuff in our tap water and then they can't be in direct sunlight and then it's the soil you have i saw a tiktok the other day and it was about a house you know those orchids yeah that you get you cannot keep them alive exactly you have it for like a few weeks the flowers fall off and then you're just left with a branch okay so here's here's (laughs) the the clincher so she takes it out of the pot i think she's a gardener herself she She takes out the pot yeah because soil that come that plants come in is dry as a bone so she took it out of the pot and it was in like a plastic one that was like a drainage one or whatever and the roots coming out of it the roots were terrible the roots were like dying off or they were crushed or something so she trimmed them and then further up in the soil in between the roots was another little cup and so she had to cut that one out of it as well and she was saying this is why they die because they're like stifled she's got to get the door (laughs) okay go ahead while uh, Scarlet gets the door, probably an Amazon package.
we interrupt this broadcast to remind you go follow us on Instagram, starloversubstancepod, shoot us an email, starloversubstancepeak at gmail.com, find us on YouTube, find us on Twitter. We've got all the links on our Instagram. You know what to do. So what is your fashion story this week, Mim? Mine is, you know, a bit of sad news. Um, the founder of Kenzo, Kenzo Takada, passed away recently. Um, you know, he was 81. So, you know, older man. Yeah. I think he caught coronavirus. So that probably added to maybe pre-existing conditions or something. But yeah, a kind of big name in the fashion world has passed on he no longer owns kenzo he sold that a while ago um but his line k3 he he still has yeah or had um but yeah and I actually saw the recent kenzo show i mean we're gonna get into shows this <laughs> season <laughs> um the kenzo show wasn't very good but nothing to do with him. Not his fault. Not his fault. And <laughs> R.I.P. Mm. Yeah, so I think it's always sad when sort of like old school fashion, fashion peeps die. Just mm. because, um, I don't know, it was a more iconic sort of fashion era they maybe lived through. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Aww. End of an era, I suppose. But yeah. yeah. What's your fashion yeah. story, Scarlett? My fashion story is probably lowering that tone a little bit. Um, my fashion story is that Kim K's line, Skims, yes. has arrived in the UK in Selfridges, no less. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised that after all the businesses, her and her family have come out. Maybe, maybe it says something, to be honest. But after all the companies she has started and created that none of them have been in a prestigious department store let alone any department store in the UK that I know of so literally this week I think um Kylie Skin is now available in the UK or something like that I don't know if they've just started like a world domination tour um but yeah I am surprised I am Mm. surprised especially because like they're huge here. Like yeah, they. I know they're big in the US, but like they're huge here too. Yeah. Um. So it would make sense. Um. But then that goes to say, I don't actually know if it does mean anything. Maybe their actual products aren't that rate worthy. Maybe yeah. some of these department stores don't feel like their customer base is really that interested in it. Or sometimes it just comes down to pricing, costing. Um, how much the family wants to kind of sell it at wholesale for these department stores. And, and you know, the Kardashians, they just like, they keep a lot of things in-house, don't they? Oh, for sure. And also, I guess they're still a controversial name. Like, they're less so now. Like, I feel like maybe sort of five years ago, it was a way more controversial surname than it is now. I think we've just all accepted that Mm. they're here. (laughs) um even like naysayers just like are a bit less like on their 
on their high horse about the family. Mm. Um, so I wonder if it is quite a controversial thing to kind of store their products or house their products. But yeah. I think Skims is a really cool idea. Um, Something she I, should have done from the beginning. From the beginning. It's kind of quite in line as well with like Yeezy a bit, like... I don't know. Or beige just, everything. Like just yeah, just all like to- tonal <laughs> versions of everything, like tonal yeah. stuff. It's basically what she's kind of done. Yeah. And um, she's created sort of like, you know, shapewear, but also loungewear, like mm. that you shouldn't be embarrassed to wear outside, all this kind of a stuff that um yeah. I think um oh, what's it called? Spanx is what available in three colours and skims has got mm. I don't know how many shades she's got, but she's got a lot more than three. Mm. um so yeah I think it's really and also it's a really important time you know we're we're identifying that everyone needs to be represented um yeah I mean she didn't create the idea of no. multi uh, shades or toned underwear like I know a British brand called Nubian Skin has been and they were yeah. like Dragon's Den like they've been around for a while doing like they have like so many colors of underwear i think her thing is like she's trying to take on the shape wear because she was known for like back in the day wearing like two pairs of spanks at a time Mm. (laughs) um (laughs) yeah it could i've seen some youtube videos about her stuff i don't know if it's the best but I definitely think there's like space for her. I don't think it's super expensive. Like Spanx is expensive. Mm, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. know what they like the comparison is, but like I don't. I think hers is quite affordable. So I guess it's an affordable sort of range. So therefore, it's probably not going to be the best of the best. And I wouldn't, mm. in the least rude way, Kimmy. I just wouldn't expect it to be the best. No, no. I know what you mean. They're not. They're not known oh, for like She's quality. churning out collections mm. like no man's business. Like there's always a new range. I mean, that's like with Kylie, isn't it? I know. I, know that, <laughs> I feel like she's dropping fewer collections, sort of now with her makeup stuff. Um, but you know how like Instagram also has algorithms, so maybe I just don't see that stuff as much mm, anymore as mm, I used mm. to. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like there's forever a new collection and like I don't feel like you know you need multiple collections of loungewear. But I could yeah. be wrong. I could be wrong. Who knows? We're not multimillionaires. We know I, jack shit. <laughs> I don't even own a pair of tracksuit bottoms because it's a pact I have with myself. Oh. I'm not own them because I just think it's too dangerous. It's a slippery slope. I already, like, I live in, like, workout leggings. Yeah. But I think it's workout leggings or it's pyjamas. And don't get me wrong, I leave the house in pyjamas. I'm not above that. Mm. But I just know (laughs) if I get tracksuit bottoms, game over. Mm. I know. But, you know, like... so close this lockdown to getting some. I just think, no tracksuit bottoms are a symbol now of kind of nonchalant wealth Mm -hmm. so you wouldn't be labeled as a slob that's all i'm saying i'm not worried about the slob factor i think i'm worried about that i'll never wear trousers again Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i get what you mean 
yeah <laughs> like I will never not wear the house wearing those like that will just be my absolute uniform for the rest of time so well I think it's time for us to get into this week's topic Ooh. which is I mean of course spring summer 2021 I can't believe it's 2021. I need it to be 2021 right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course that. But like, I remember like my first, I think my first year working in fashion, it was SS like... 14, 15? 14. It was SS 14, the collection we like that I remember. And that was like the mid, the whole season. So... Yeah, and so I definitely think I also did the autumn winter before that as well. Mm. So I feel like it's making me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're talking we're talking fashion, we're talking a roundup of what we felt about this season. So mm. let me kick it off, Mim. So question for you. Top line overall impression of the season, of all the shows that you've kind of been delving into what's your impressions what are the trends and themes that you've seen I wouldn't really say that I there were like in my opinion main trends if that makes sense mm-hmm. I feel like lots of brands just kind of like sung to their like hero products or like their their client base wants from them I will say I wasn't really blown away Mm-hmm. like and I feel like that's a really probably <laughs> not a great intro to us discussing it but like I'm not gonna say I like stuff just for entertainment purposes I wasn't nothing blew me away there were some really cool pieces there were some really cool sort of like ideas of how people carried out their shows in terms of uh, it being virtual or covid friendly but yeah nothing really like amazed me and I wasn't expecting for someone to have designed like our new alien (laughs) costumes or whatever but I was sort of I don't know hoping there'd be a more playfulness but you also probably just have to be safe right now and design what people are going to wear so yeah I think maybe the energy was sucked out of the season simply because we didn't have the online hype of like all our favorite influencers mm. traveling to Paris, New York, London, Milan, you know, documenting their time in the city because that's and it's like what fashion week it's, is. It's the dinners Most of it's before, about that. isn't it? Exactly. It's all that stuff where you're like, oh my God, this is like, oh, this, that's amazing. How cool would that be? They've been like London mm. outfit and all of like, that's what brings this hype of, ah, oh, what, like how special. Yeah. Um, Going to like dinners and the pre and post shows and but even seeing- like the pre, I didn't see as much of like, you know how lots of um, brands are sponsored by their water, like a water company. They're sponsored by their hair mm. people, by makeup. I didn't see any yeah. of sort of that backstage getting ready hype. Yeah. Of like, this is the makeup look or like we've been sponsored by like Babyliss hair I get what or you mean. Dyson. That's really interesting actually. I didn't see any of that. Yeah. So I think that in itself diminished the glitz the glamour the hype the excitement of the whole season Mm -hmm. and just like obviously because no one was physically really going to the shows 
I think brands were doing like a cost-friendly version. Will we ever really go back to the way shows were? I don't know. I don't want to be like pessimistic and be like, this is the new normal for everything. Mm. But um, maybe at the but right now. But shows are hella expensive. Like, they're incredibly. We've they mentioned are... it before, but if you're new here, hey. Um, yeah. But fashion shows are at least a million pounds to put on. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe it's not a bad thing yep. to pare that down because they're not earning what they probably projected to earn, you know, and Who so is? they're trying to <laughs> Yeah, they're trying to cut back on costs and be like, maybe for the next few seasons we'll do this digital, virtual, or very limited number of guest type shows, just ride this wave, save our money. But yeah, fashion shows are a vanity project. Um yeah so that was yeah I I agree with you in the sense that it wasn't as exciting but I think that maybe this is for the best less Mm. people unnecessarily traveling less unnecessary gifting and postage of things I mean having said that I did see a lot of gifting (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some pretty big packages turn up at people's houses like I think it was Loewe and JW Anderson had like sent out these massive boxes to people of like here's here's like a an A0 booklet of every show, or every like piece that's in the show to, uh, to compensate basically mm-hmm. for the lack of show. So what's been, what's been your favourite COVIDified show? Um, or let's talk through some of like your favourites or least favourites. Okay, so I'll, I'll do my favourite COVID adapted show. <laughs> Um, I, I do appreciate a lookbook, you mm-hmm. know, it doesn't have to be an in-person show at all. I think with a lookbook, it can be, I think I saw Salvatore Ferragamo. It was really weird though. For the life of me, I did not understand the story, but it was very like all these models in the clothing and the bags and the shoes. And they were like walking through these Italian streets and like old Roman type buildings. Um, but there was like a lot of suspenseful music. <laughs> it was like there was trying to be a dramatic film, but I didn't understand the plot. But again, like you don't need guests to present a new collection. And I mean, Prada Mew Mew, although I wasn't like crazy about the clothes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Actually, no, theirs was weird. I didn't like it. It was like the attendees were watching the show the models walk around this white room on like this massive zoom call Mm. yeah it was a bit but yeah what's your favorite one i know we mentioned it last week but i i still really think the machino moschino um Mm. barbie doll thing was just really cool it was very jeremy scott it Mm. really fit with the style like not many brands could have pulled that off yeah um, and then I, I saw um, or like some influencers that I follow. Louis Vuitton rented like an electric, the electric cinema or one of the, whatever it's called, one of those sort of like bougie cinemas mm. um, and had a screening of their show for like UK influencers. And I think like d- dressed some of the people in Louis Vuitton outfits to watch it. Mm-hmm. The popcorn boxes were Louis Vuitton like... Mm all of that stuff like they did a really nice sort of tech of it all and mm. um, I think that was quite a cool idea yeah um, 
but that was definitely more for influencers um and influencers often that i i've never seen at a louis vuitton show um but yeah uh, i guess that's instead of a dinner or something like that mm-hmm. but i just thought that was quite a cool idea um and was still a way of having like lots of people but in a safe like socially distanced sort of way they did it um but yeah Mm. Um, and I've seen a few that did, um, oh, what's it called? Is it called virtual reality VR mm. um, with those like masks where they filmed their show in 360. Oh, And you that kind of cool. watch it and can move around. Um, I don't know if I'd actually enjoy that for a fashion show. I don't know if I'd find that a little bit weird. Y- it's yeah, a really like cool thing. idea. It's mm. really cool whether I'd actually enjoy that and feel like I'm really taking in the looks in the same yeah. way as if it was on a bigger screen or if it uh-huh. was there in real life. I don't think I would. Um, yeah, but I, I I didn't think as many brands did. I mean, obviously they couldn't have packed shows, mm. but lots of people just either did a socially distant show or a show without people and just broadcast it. Yeah, yeah. You know what, actually? And sent, like, sent their, I, like, guest list a link. I watched, oh my gosh, for life of me, it was a New York designer. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I've never actually watched one of her shows. I need to, rem- I need to try and remember who it was. Her show was the stuff she designed was actually beautiful. Mm. And I was like, why have I never like kept her on my radar before? But it was like by the Hudson River oh, wow. and just walking down like the promenade, like the embankment. And she had a singer. She was on her guitar on her piano. I think there was a pianist and she was on her guitar. Um, and they were just like walking down the promenade. Um, and then they did a little thing together at the end, all the models. I don't believe there were guests there but yeah that was kind of more of a lookbook sort of format Mm -hmm. um I really liked that one but yeah so I think maybe we should go down a few of individual shows Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start with Chanel because (laughs) (laughs) um okay you love Chanel and I I was not in terms of a presentation I wasn't that impressed by it I thought the pictures make it look better of individual looks, but when you see it as a mm. whole, like the Chanel Hollywood sign, I thought was a cool idea of being quite pared down. But mm. from afar, it looks just really plain and boring. Yeah. But in the photos, it looks really cool. That's the thing. Like, I actually watched the show and saw, oh, that's a cute piece. Oh, that's mm. a nice jacket. Oh, okay. That's quite different. Oh, I like it. I really liked the leather goods and the bags. The but as bags you said, are really cool. Really mini. Yeah. Lots of belt bags. Mm-hmm. Like, really cool bags. Um, I thought the Hollywood sign was probably a good jumping off point for a theme but the theme was never developed that wasn't the theme (laughs) (laughs) and there was like yeah quite there was quite well I'm sure they'll argue differently there was quite clearly not a cohesive theme yeah yeah and like I don't want to compare her to Carl because Carl was in a lane of his own and I've really enjoyed her last collection like when we talked about her oh, sure, yeah, yeah. I yeah, really yeah. liked it and I do think her stuff is she's probably, got skills she's got skills yeah, yeah her stuff is definitely wearable but if Carl knew how to do one thing it was put on a show and it was put on a 
cohesive theme that matched the outfit, the bags, the shoes, the backdrop. Everything the theme, was in the music, the vision. Like yep. every the vision, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were definitely some pieces like there was this pink outfit that I'm telling you now. I've not really seen Chanel do. It was almost like um, I guess sort of like maybe um, a cardigan or sort of a Chanel sort of less sort of formal suit but it was made of like this pink faded denim and I've never sort of seen them use denim in that way Mm. and that was a really great look and the bag was pink and every part of that look was really cool Mm. and there were a few sort of like 80s power suits in black that made me think like that's the kind of woman I would have been has your your screen gone pink it has gone pink because it knows how much I love that outfit. It's like Chanel. It's a bit creepy if I'm That was the weirdest thing. Oh, it's back. So now my face is pink. Wow. <laughs> Chanel is just like emitting some rays to send me their products. Um, Chanel, if you're listening, sponsor us. Yes, please. <laughs> So yeah, there were definitely some standout outfits. I really liked there were sort of sh- some Chanel just using their the initials of or the lettering of Chanel sort of pinstripe trousers and stuff mm. like that. Really funky, but the rest of it was not like not something for me to cover. Yeah, you know. Also, when I think about the show, the lack of vision was also represented in the models walking. It was like they were walking up to the up to the crowd but then back again and then across the stage oh man yeah it was a bit all over the place um but you know who also did denim balman did you see it i did not see balman okay no worries because they had a lot of denim actually that's actually there you go that's a theme because once we've discussed balman i'll mention somebody else who used a lot of denim so there you go Oh, okay, cool. Um, so maybe it is just brands are going back to what they know will sell. Mm-hmm. Um, people who have the money for this stuff are, I mean, like, if, you're, if you've got Chanel money and Balmain money, you're going to buy a pair of jeans from them. Why not? Yeah. Like, And none of us are really going anywhere that warrants very occasional wear. And also, um, it's so much cooler now. When I say cooler, I just don't sound cool. You mean <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, dressing up is not what it used to be. Like, people would could go to the fanciest restaurant in, like, jeans and a T-shirt, but it could be all Chanel. Like, do you know what mm. I mean? And just throw some heels on. There it's has n- been a progressive... Sort of like, it's, yeah. There has been a progressive, um, like, casualization. And don't get me wrong, I love getting dressed up every now and then and all of that stuff. Mm. So like, but obviously it's still nice to kind of have that. So I think that maybe that's almost a sign of the shows is sort of knowing that people aren't aren't wearing a ball gown everywhere. Well, I think now that they know, I mean, Chanel knows that they can sell trainers for Christ's sake and put their label on it and people buy it. So they're like, why try so hard? (laughs) (laughs) people are still gonna aspire to it but um yeah so the bauman show uh olivier 
imagine just envision this what I'm about to describe to you I've seen the Bowman show I have yeah the big stage with the smoke at the end it was Mm -hmm. very like living on the moon Martian steamy like a lot of silver and gray and he just sat on the stage on uh like a bar stool for some reason just admiring his handiwork my worst nightmare (laughs) as a designer like everyone like watching what everyone's about to judge me for I mean, he's had a good run. Like, I don't think he's, he's okay. remotely yeah. <laughs> nervous about how his shows are going to be taken. But um, yeah, there was a lot of power jackets, massive, what's the word? Shoulder pads. Like um, some massive, really bold, massive shoulder pads. Yeah, men and women. There was bright colours. There was a lot of logo mania. It was mm-hmm. as if they, I don't know if they created a new logo, but I've never seen that from Balmain. Yeah, nothing too complicated, really. But it was a good show. Like, mm. I, I liked, I liked it. Yeah, I used to do quite like shows where it's not just what we walk by one by one. I kind of like when there's more of like. Oh, you mean they, how it was like ten like, people yeah, on the yeah, stage yeah, like at a time, four people <laughs> like walking together or whatever. Like, I kind yeah. of like that. It makes me think of like old school, like tommy hill figure shows yeah, thierry mugler like big stage and you just have these like girls and they'd be just walking down the runway like waving at their friends and they're yeah, like smiling. crowd mm. um yeah it makes me think of that and also i think it's cool to like group it together because a collection should be cohesive so yeah it should go with others and not be identical or i think um was it max mara was the brand most recently to bring back that idea because they started bringing Mm -hmm. like three looks at a time down the runway and it used to be like monochrome like all one color and then I think that this is just from my memory like Versace has been doing that a lot as well and I think Dolce and Gabbana you know when they started using like family normal people or like yeah and they used to bring the kids on and like the whole family would be on stage couples either walk down at the same time or the family Mm. I kind of think that adds a bit more than just like these like gaunt girls just walking like Mm. mindlessly Um, yeah so I thought that was cool and Denim also featured in Burberry's show now I wouldn't say I loved Burberry's show but I did like that they incorporated some denim into their trenches so you didn't have a full denim but it was almost like a gilet insert of like patchwork kind of like into um into the trenches it's much nicer than i'm making it sound um <laughs> they had um because they were outside they were outside in, in like, the, the forest. forest or whatever yeah. and it was beautiful setting like really worked well especially against some of like the bright oranges and the bright blues and mm. um, i didn't like a lot of their stuff they kind of had a similar a thing with chanel where like just some outfits were oh that's really cool like the bright blues and the bright oranges and like Mm. some looks were like oh yeah that's like really cool and then some you're like no clue what's going on here yeah Yeah. I don't know what to make of Ricardo Tisci's Burberry if I'm honest Mm. um I think he had big big shoes to fill yeah yeah, I mean, we just all got u- we all got used to the Christopher Bailey way. Yes, that is true. Um, and he he was a completely different aesthetic to Ricardo Tici. But I think 
what we were expecting from Ricardo was like, oh, it's going to be sportswear, 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 which it is quite like streetwear it's, this one's really inspired. Yeah. But then what he does is throw in a lot of traditional stuff, which to me makes the collection look all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying to hit on every like Burberry demographic there is. And then I'm just confused. Yeah, some stuff is just like, let me throw a big Burberry sans serif Burberry logo <laughs> on on a few pieces. Mm. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not sold. No, I know. I know. And speaking of shows that didn't hit the nail on the head for me, mm. Louis Vuitton. Oh, okay. Okay, we can discuss. Yeah. So I loved their trench coats. They were just these like almost like 80s, 90s, like relaxed, oversized, off drop shoulder, like yeah, trenches. Yeah, the trenches were very cool, I think. These really great sort of like wide leg darted trousers. Yeah, I love those. They were incredible. And then there was some weird like skate chocolate bar-esque. Like, yeah. It was like, it, yeah, it was like wrapping, chocolate wrapping. It and was food like the wrappers of a celebration logos. box were logos on a t-shirt. And yeah. I, I, I don't get it. I loved the vote t-shirt. I thought that was really like political, but like just fun. And then there was just all the chocolate bar stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I the lo- the logos were well, Nicolas Gasquier, he is kind of known for bringing in a sense of anime and yeah. like digital um to his collections which I think is a really cool idea. I mean, they used to run ads of like this completely digitized uh kind of model caricature to like advertise their bags in new- in magazines I remember seeing. Um but I think I think he's going down a path with these logos which is not that cool it'd be different if he kind of used anime inspiration to use louis existing logos or create Mm. a new logo for louis but like genuinely there are words like bounce or skate (laughs) like it's kind of just like really random Mm. In, in my opinion in my opinion yeah I did I did think the bags were cool though it was a real wide variety mm. of sizes and shapes and colors and like materials for the bags so that was yeah. I think it's strong suit I mean who buys Louis Vuitton clothing I'm being honest like talking about normal people even people with money the only people I see who wear LV clothing are celebrities yeah, and what, and that's normally like a full monochrome look, or like sorry, not monochrome, um, monogram. Yeah, exactly. It's like your Billie Eilish wearing a monogram like suit or something. Yeah, exactly, and it's like a custom made piece, yeah. and yeah. So it's not even really. Uh, it doesn't really matter to them if that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> it's just a backdrop for the bags to be sold quickly for me to go back to Burberry really quickly Mm -hmm. because um I kind of forgot some of the looks they have really nice boots those high leg boots the coats I think in the collection as you mentioned are amazing Mm -hmm. um yeah just wanted to get that in (laughs) I didn't want it to be like I completely hate everything Burberry does I think this one had a bit more direction than like you know the first collection he came out with 
than that I was like what the fuck but <laughs> this one I think is much better I think there's stuff you could actually buy from it but yeah yeah definitely okay. so what would you say was your favorite show I I enjoyed watching Versace okay I think Mm, pained look on your face (laughs) yeah okay so I'll put okay I'm trying to just order my thoughts right now (laughs) okay so Versace it was a really tacky show but there was a lot of fun it wasn't practical whereas like but Versace uh, is kind of like tacky and impractical yeah that is their thing but what I'm saying is like they could have come out with nothing but silk pajamas down the runway and been like guys buy a Versace bathrobe we're all staying in the house but it was like they didn't that would have been iconic (laughs) (laughs) um they probably sell more bathrobes I know anything else Okay, so like, for example, I really liked Hugo Boss. I don't normally watch their show, but I really liked it because it was really mm-hmm. sleek. It was really polished and the stuff looked expensive and it looked like something you could wear for years and years to come, which I thought and was quite really... a lot of like tonal looks, right? Yeah, exactly. Versace, I liked for completely different reasons. It was like, I think it was called Versaceopolis and it was this underwater Poseidon world of medusa heads and ruins at the bottom of the ocean and it was just playful in the sense it was like rhinestone crystal bras and bright colored dresses the garishness that we ask Versace to do yeah exactly um sometimes they do really good like party looks like if you're going to a club and you want like a really cool black dress or something this was just bright and yeah just playful and summer like summer holiday which is, which is what spring summer is about mm-hmm. and I think they kept to that and the clothing was impractical and it was nowhere near saying we expect to be living in trackies forever it was very much about we're going to be out in the sun and on yeah. the beach and I liked the garishness. I quite like tacky in general. So I really liked the garishness of their show. Um, And also, I guess you're sort of like saying that it was kind of like giving us all hope, you know, like summer 2021 is going to be much better than 2020. Yeah. 2021 is where it's at. We're leaving like COVID behind. Even if we're still having to be a little bit indoors, like you don't have to address that way. Yeah, 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 exactly. What were your favourites? So, I think my two favourites. I really liked the Erdem, Erdem, how do you say it, show. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, I think they did this almost, I don't think they sort of like revealed that they were doing the show to too many people. So they kind of kept it quite secretive. Mm -hmm. It looked very Jane Austen vibes really romantic yeah just kind of what you'd want from them um but yeah just like not it wasn't as casual I guess that's what I liked is that it wasn't a very casual show and there were just lots of like frills and very girly very feminine sort of you know yeah um, it does take a lot of like baroque and like um what's the word like Edwardian yeah and massive platforms which I love a platform so I yeah I just I think 
that I really enjoyed. Um, and then I also really liked the Giambi. Oh, I'm not. I'm going to butcher it. Gian Battista Valli. Yeah. Loved that show again. It wasn't like there wasn't much casual wear or street wear. Mm. And it was just, it was really soft, really delicate, really feminine. Um, but in a very different way, I thought for him, like it was very true to him. But normally you just have rows and rows of like just tulle. Like you have so much sort of like netted designs from him yeah um, but it was just I don't know I loved the color palette it was kind of like I don't know just they were both very feminine which I don't dress very feminine so yeah I think Erdem is a really good choice having thought about it and I think they did theirs outside as well but yeah they just mm. sort of did it all secretive it felt very secret garden yes that's a good description actually. like it, it just felt really I don't know just really cool and classy and Everything the way they did it was, yeah, really cool. Hmm. Good stuff. Mm-mm. So, another big hitter, Dior. Dior. Did you see the show? I did. I did. I can't for the life of me remember what happened in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, seen some pictures of like the new trainers they're pushing. Really? Um, like, oh, I need you to know, the, the Dior, like, Converse. What? They've got, like, fabric ones now rather than, like, you know, the ones that had, like, the clear sort of... Um, oh, those. I thought they I've were just men. they're pushing there. Yeah, they they're do for women as well, I think. I think they're unisex. Um, oh. So I've seen that they're pushing them on the, on the Instagram. I think mm. it was this morning. Um, their show. Let me just... Refresh. oh they've kind of got a vans you know the shape of classic vans they've kind yeah. of got that silhouette as well now i guess it's a bit like a chanel they've sort of just realized that's where the money's at mm. 650 pound for a pair of trainers 820 pounds yeah a lot of money um dior for me i really it like look like dior do you know what i mean the clothing yeah I think it's very Maria Grazia, though. All the silhouettes. It looks very Missoni, like very Italian. Ooh. Is it because it's very bohemian? Maybe. And there's a lot of kind of like tapestry As type fabric. Yeah. yeah. I, I like that bohemian aesthetic in general. Mm-hmm. I think that she hasn't really branched out in terms of silhouettes of her clothing. They're all very like... Well, there's no silhouette other than just loose and floaty. <laughs> but then it, well, she has always like this little thin belt around the waist yeah. to create like a waistline on a dress. We've you just know? had a shapeless item that we put a belt around. <laughs> yeah. And I think I'm just assuming that, and also from what I've read before, that her ready to wear actually sells. So maybe it's that she doesn't want to deviate too much from like the winning formula. I tell you um, what, I would buy a lot of the looks. Yeah, I, I like the money. Them. I like them, but I don't know if I would spend that kind of money on that sort of thing. Like Dior, a lot of and very also as well. Like my issue is that Dior and Carolina Herrera. I don't know if you saw that, but those are ripe for Zara picking. Yeah, Zara is going to pounce on those looks. Oh, for sure, and just recreate them so easily because they look like stuff Zara's already done in the past. Um, oh. And that's also, my thing. Like, am I going to spend five grand on that sort of thing? 
a piece. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just also a little bit over them flogging these carpet bags. Oh, they sell though. I know they do. I know they do. But like, you don't need to apply it to every silhouette you have. Like, everyone needs a tote bag. Especially, don't get me wrong. I I really like some of the ones that they've done. And Mm -hmm. like, if I had silly money, like I would spend it on it for sure. But like, we get it. We get it. It doesn't have to like match. You don't have one to match every single look of the runway. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think when I look at Christian Dior again. Dude, it looks so Italian. It makes me think of, um, oh my God, what did you mention before? What was the brand again? Oh no. It made me think of Fendi Mm -hmm. in that, you know how Fendi had this really Italian theme very homely it was about being at home there was a lot of knit and doily inspired you know your grandma's house and yeah I felt like that collection came with more pieces that I'd never seen before or pieces and silhouettes I'd seen before executing executed sorry in a really new way and there was such a coherent theme whereas this I feel like every single piece I've seen before I've probably yeah. seen it on the high street. Yeah. There's a few caftans that I could pretty much get now. Um, like if I went to like a like a beachwear brand, there's probably caftans and things that's very similar to this. It looks a bit like a resort collection. Like oh. half of it's sort of resort, isn't it? Very beachwear, very mm. summer holidays. And then we yeah. sort of move into the more like spring, summer sort of Japanese inspired looking like kimono-esque pieces mm. um I don't know yeah it's nice don't get me wrong I would wear a lot of this stuff I just I, I can't see the value when I know how much this stuff is sold for mm-hmm. just doesn't make sense I was actually watching um a YouTuber and she does like luxury bags and luxury goods that's what she talks about and um, she was talking about how the Chanel classic flat bag, because they do price increases every year, every year. or multiple times mm-hmm. a year, it's just no, there's, there's no point in buying it brand new anymore. Yeah. Like to buy a, a £6,000 classic flat bag just does not make sense when you can, you know, buy them secondhand. And I feel like, Luxury has always been expensive and there's a lot of stuff out there. You're like, it's not worth the money. Um, And that's kind of how I feel about Dior's collection. (laughs) In the nicest way possible. It's not worth it, mate. Don't buy it. Or that the high street's going to achieve like a good enough knockoff. Yeah. Even even if I were a millionaire, I would still be like... Zara. (laughs) Get it in Zara in in like literally a week. (laughs) They're probably sketching like crazy right now. <laughs> they don't even sketch, I'm sure. They just send photos to a factory. <laughs> yeah. Well, they have their own factory, so they probably just like scan the image into a yeah. machine and then it yeah, no. <laughs> reproduces. Uh, anything else about this? Any other shows that we've missed? I'm trying to think. Max Mara was boring. It was a lot like Boss actually but boss was better 
and I, I felt like they were at the same location as well um yeah like you said before I wasn't big fans of Mew Mew or Prada um wasn't big fans of that if I'm honest mm. um so how would you how would you summarize how would you summarize the collection um Season. I think I think that brands are probably sticking to what they know or they're sticking to Mm, simple easy to wear casual pieces like Balmain with their you know you know the blazers always did really well for them so they've like revamped the blazer mm-hmm. but it's definitely a piece that people are going to buy into jeans and kind of comfortable stretch flares they're really easy to wear so yeah. I think they've that was their kind of um objective or strategy then other people have just stuck to designs that they're known for playing it safe, but there's not, I don't think that's a Chris, like a, a negative. I think at a time where we have so many brands as it is, you're going to go to a particular brand to find a particular item. Mm-hmm. And if that's there, if it's, that's a brand's way of trying to streamline a collection or not waste money on things that potentially won't sell, then there's not a, that's not a bad thing. Um, presentations overall were, you know, so-so. And I think it was just because no one was going to these shows. So my overall timeline wasn't littered with invites to places and um, vlogs of Fashion Mm -hmm. Week and things like that. So the overall excitement of the shows weren't really there. I definitely think that contributes to the hype. Like, mm. had this been um, a season not in COVID times, we'd probably have very different reviews because we'd probably have seen sneak peeks or people that we follow on YouTube probably would have hyped up stuff where, like, actually, that's really cool or, like, that's that it looks like this because of this or, like, mm. they did a white set for this or, like, whatever yeah. it is. I think that that is all part of it now. Like... Mm-hmm. there will be some form of like marketing that we like succumb to from seeing people that we like, like their opinions being invited, going to these things, the glamour. Yeah. Um, they sell it to us. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Like it works. So maybe that's part of it that um, we've missed out on that. Um, and so the excitement's a little bit more subdued. Mm, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, I'm always happy to see another fashion season. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a reminder that things are happening. and <laughs> so, well, there's still stuff ticking <laughs> over. Something's ticking over. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's my overall opinion. Anything else you want to add? I think you just summarised that perfectly. Mm. Great. Well, that was our recap of clothes we will never wear for events we will never attend. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of Style of a Substance. Follow us on Instagram. That's where we post images of all the shows that we've spoken about and all Mm -hmm. our fashion stories, of course. And if you want to spread the love and share this podcast to people, and friends that you know who are interested in fashion all our links are on our instagram as well what else yeah give us a five star review five star review five five 
<laughs> and <laughs> we will see you next week. I've been Mim. And I've been Scarlett. See ya. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.